Hello, this is Juan, and welcome to Escaping the Lukewarm Episode 2. Okay, so the first episode, uh, chat about a week or so ago, um, it was kind of like an intro as to what uh, what, I'm, what we're going to be talking about here on this podcast and a brief explanation um, on what we're going to be doing here. And so now today what we're going to do is uh, we're going we're gonna to break down exactly the lukewarm, what is the lukewarm, and the concepts behind it, um, dangers of it, and uh, that's pretty much it. So, so if you're here, if you're say uh, driving to work, drinking a coffee, working out, let's go ahead and get into it here. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start off uh, referencing some scripture. Um, as far as what does the Bible say about the lukewarm? What is how does our Lord Jesus Christ feel about the lukewarm? So I'm going to reference Revelation 3, 15 through 16, where the Lord, where the Lord states, I know your works, you're neither cold nor hot, with that you are either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spit you out of my mouth. Yikes. <laughs> I mean, pretty much he just, he's telling you exactly how he feels about it right here. Um, you know, he's really not holding back right there. He, he does not like it. Because you see where you're operating here when you're when you're in that lukewarm phase. When you're hot, I mean you're obviously passionate for Christ. You're you know, you're making moves for the kingdom, you're ministering to people, people, you're uh, fasting, you're tithing, you're getting into your Bible. And when you're cold, you know, you're probably lost. You know, you're looking for something, you know, but you're at that point where you're cold, you're admitting that you need something different to change your life. Whereas if you're lukewarm, you're kind of in, in that complacent um, feeling where you're, maybe nothing's going wrong uh, on the worldly side of your, uh, sorry, on the worldly side, you're probably doing fine. You know, maybe you have a good job, maybe everything in life is going okay, but spiritually, spiritually you're empty. And that's a very dangerous place um, to operate and we're going to break that down as to why and how that can get very dangerous and how the, and what the bible feels about it so we'll start uh one of the first uh, king concept i'm sorry uh key concepts here will be not being kingdom minded not being kingdom minded and being worldly minded so we're going to reference romans 2 12 where it states do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve. I'm sorry. You, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good, pleasing and perfect will. So right here, it's, it's stating that if you know you are a new creation within Christ, you should be acting and, and thinking different and not be so concerned um, with the patterns of this world or trying to be too busy trying to please this world or trying to keep one foot in this world and one foot out because uh it's pretty much saying right here that you know that's not gonna that's not gonna work in being kingdom minded you're putting basically the kingdom of god you know your faith first above everything you're putting your kingdom over your money over your work over your over your culture that's a big one right now where you're, you're seeing a lot of King, uh, Christians trying to, you know, mesh their Christian beliefs with, you know, a lot of cultural beliefs 
and that's that's becoming extremely uh, big more now than ever and you're just going to see you know that's just not going to work because the bible says we are of this world i'm sorry we're in this world but not of this world so by doing that it's going to leave you in this somewhat of a limbo type of thing where you're not going to be you're going to be holding yourself back because you're going to be trying to balance trying to be balance different things of the world with the world and the kingdom and it's specifically not going to work another concept i want to speak about is not practicing your biblical teachings and we're going to reference uh, hebrew 512 by the apostle paul where it states in fact though by this time you ought to be teachers you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of the word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. So what he's saying, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious what he's saying here. He's saying, you know, you've been exposed to the scripture for so long, yet we're still constantly trying to feed you the same concepts over and over. Whereas if the amount of time, you, you know, you've been a Christian, you've been saved or whatnot, you should already be teaching other people, you know, in a way that if you are lukewarm, you're probably doing none of these things because you're completely happy going, you know, to church. Maybe, you know, you're and listening to your 30 to one, one hour uh, sermons per week, if that, and you're fine with everything else. You know, you don't want to move forward. You don't want to get into your, into your Bible. You don't want to pray. Um, you don't want to expand your prayer life. You don't want to fast or even disciple. Like I said, if you have a lukewarm mindset, you're definitely not going to be ministering your faith to others and then, and tithing as well. And that's, and, the, and all those things right there, those, those biblical teachings are going to be what develops your, your walk with God, what develops your relationship with God reading. You know, many people ask, um, how does God speak, uh, speak to you? How and where and when? And, you know, because we, we watch movies and we think for the most part that you're going to hear this large audio voice coming from the sky and why, you know, I don't want to limit what the Lord can do. <laughs> you know, the chances are you're going to be listening to him. He's going to be replying to your prayers or whatever, um, spiritual clarity you need through reading your Bible or through prayer and prayer and fasting. You know, the Bible states that. So wherever you want your prayers answered, you want to, uh, you want to answer to maybe, maybe a decision in your life. You're going to find that in your relationships that you build with the Lord, spending time with him and, you know, in your prayer, in your prayer life, or, you know, reading the scripture, he answers you that way. Okay. So we're going to move on to the next one, uh, which is, and I, and I do see the, and hear this a lot. Um, it's getting, it's, it's pretty common where you do believe in Jesus. You are self-admitted Christian. You say, I do believe in God. I do believe he is, do believe he is, you know, the maker, but not sold on his teachings. And we're going to reference Matthew six twenty four, where it states, no one can serve two masters for the, he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. So right here, what I mean by uh, believing believing in Jesus but not being sold on, on his teachings, I've heard this several times where Christians will say stuff like, yes, I believe in God, but I don't take the Bible to heart as much as other people do. 
and you know, I'm just listening to that, and I, I've heard that several times. And I'm thinking, like, what exactly do you mean by that? You believe in God, but you're not really sold on his, on what the, that's his word, you know. It's not just God, it's his word. And the word is God, as the Bible says. And so if you're trying to do this, like I referenced a couple of minutes earlier, do this balancing act with the kingdom and the world, he's telling you right here that it's not going to work. You're going to waste time. And I can tell you through a personal personal testimony, I tried this for years and wasted many years and got nowhere because it doesn't work. We all think for some reason that we're special and we can do it a different way and we're going to make it work. And, you know, anyone else that says different and says that you have to live a certain way or they're Bible thumpers or extremists or radicals, you know, whatever words, you know, they use now. I even heard the term Christian nationalist thrown out, which is ridiculous. Um, on social media, not too long, I've been hearing that word. But when you're trying to keep one foot in the world and, and you know, the other foot in the kingdom, you're just going to see, I mean, through person, I mean, there's no point in doing it because right here he's telling you it's not going to, Matthew is telling you it's not going to work. You can't serve two masters because they're never going to mesh because if you try to apply your your biblical principles, your commandments, um, of what the Bible tells you to do, what to accept and what's not acceptable, and you try to mesh them with the world, especially how the world's evolving into a very anti-God, you know, establishment, it's no, there's no way it's going to happen. So what ends up happening is that it's a lot, well, in, in your own mind, it becomes a lot easier to mesh these you know, these, um, these worldly issues and try to, you know, co-mesh and water down your message. And you're going to see that if you haven't seen or heard of it, you know, from some mainstream, um, churches and, and pastors where they're sort of bowing down to these new agendas and new narratives that are coming through. And, you know, like I said, if you've been alive since 2020, not hiding under a rock, at least occasionally listening to the news or whatnot, there's a lot of radical movements and agendas and narratives that are being pushed on everyone. And you're sadly seeing, like I said, a lot of churches that maybe for whatever reason, maybe because of money, they want to keep their, their members, their tides up. They decide to just bow down and, and it's accept, you know, a watered down or give a watered down message to their, to their congregation, congregation. I'm sorry as opposed to speaking against these things. And it says right there, you know, and that's what happens when you try to serve two masters. Because if you try to, like I said, if you try to keep your biblical principles and mesh them with the world, uh, it's going to be a complete cancellation. Like it's not going to happen. But if you try to do the opposite, then that's when you're going to get to that danger area of having that watered down message. And you're going to be, like I said, you know, being more worldly than you are than you are kingdom and that's what this all comes down to when you try to analyze hey well am i am i lukewarm am i not lukewarm was i lukewarm how do i get out of it and that's self-reflection you can just say if you you know you had a mirror as to your faith what 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 are you projecting to the world what what is your reflection to the world if someone 
grabbed open your phone or, you know, your hobbies or your, your YouTube or Facebook watch list or whatever it is, your Netflix account, are they going to open up and see a bunch of worldly stuff or are they going to see a bunch of kingdom stuff? How do you treat people as well? Are you going to treat people worldly? Are you going to, are you going to, you know, treat people as the way the Bible um, tells you to treat people? So you got to self-reflect, you know, and if you're seeing that, you know, after examining yourself that you're more worldly than, and you want to be more kingdom, then you, you got to make changes and you got to not accept these, you know, these watered down issues. Um, which, like I said, you got to put the kingdom in front of your, you know, your money in front of your work, the way you raise your children need to be kingdom as opposed to worldly where you're accepting everything. You're, like I said, watering down, you know, your beliefs, hindering your beliefs to, to you know, to be able to be socially acceptable to people. And another thing is, now, you've, I'm pretty sure you also, see, also have been seeing it's politics. For some reason, some reason, a lot of people, a lot of Christians want to separate their politics. And I know that makes a lot of people, it makes a lot of people uncomfortable when you just stuck, discuss church and politics. I don't know why. And I'm pretty sure that was put in intentionally, you know, by the enemy to, you know, to hinder our, our growth and to, you know, water down our beliefs because there's nowhere in the Bible does it say that you separate your beliefs. And, there, and that term keeps getting thrown around, I'm sure. And some of y'all have heard it. I've been, I've been hearing it for all my life and didn't really understand that it was bogus um, until maybe, you know, four or five years ago, which is, you know, separation of church and state, which is a government ideal onto the people. But for some reason, Christians thought it was a good idea to make it their ideal and separate their belief when making political decisions. And so you're going to ask, well, why do we, you know, why do you have to get into politics? Well, if you look in the Bible, like politics was everywhere. How did Jesus get persecuted? Politics, you know, they sent him, you know, he got, you know, had six trials, I think before he got, he got uh, crucified six trials where they were they persecuting him you look at all the apostles on the how, how the way they you know they they ended you look at uh shadrach meshach and abednego the, the hebrew boys that got thrown into the fire um father thrown into the fire politics you got stephen you got the book of esther um you've got uh daniel in the lion's den they threw him you know because of law, they made law to, you know, to persecute him specifically. And don't think that that ended in the Old Testament or the New Testament. It, you know, it's still, it's still going here. So it's, it's funny. You see people and especially, you know, especially Christians that are voting on ideals and movements and supporting, you know, agendas that at eventually at some point, and like I said, if you're in the Bible, you're being kingdom minded, you're, it's going to be so obvious to you. And if you're not, you know, you're going to be like, what? No, that's crazy. But at some point, and, and the Bible tells you to, you know, revelation tells you that they're going to persecute you. So why would you intentionally limit yourself and try to separate your, you know, your beliefs with politics when you're eventually maybe supporting 
something that'll end up persecuting your faith. Okay. And um, let's get to the next message here. Our next concept would be um, uh, the dangers of a, of a lukewarm message. Like, are you listening? Do you belong to a church that might be lukewarm? Are you listening to online pastors that might be lukewarm? And if you are, you know, you may, maybe you want to get a change because there's a lot of dangers of it that, um, like the prosperity preaching, the only preaching God is love and not, you know, only preaching, you know, Jesus is the lamb, not the lion part, uh, you know, and not talking about things that, you know, we should be doing things that we shouldn't be doing, uh, the way we're supposed to be living our life and just saying everything is great. Everything is good. And you're fine. Just keep tithing, you know, give the church a thousand bucks and the Lord will reward you with 20,000, you know, that type of crazy stuff you see, you know, you see in some of these big, some of these big mega churches where it's basically just motivational speaking and you're not help, helping your congregation go grow. They're basically just staying like spiritual or biblical babies. You know, they're not growing because they're hearing the same happy go lucky hippie, you know, hippie form of Christianity over and over every Sunday that builds like promotes complacency says, you know, Jesus loves you the way you are and you don't need a change. And uh, so, you know, no one's with, with that type of attitude, no one's going to be making moves for, for the kingdom. You're not going to be motivated to get out there and minister to others or to fast or to pray or to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, to build a relationship with Jesus through, you know, reading your Bible and, you know, master, you know, trying to master the word as much as possible. You're just going to be there complacent, kind of happy with where you're at because, your pastor said everything's great. Everyone's happy. Everyone's cheering. You said that one prayer that supposedly secures your eternity. Of course, we're going to get that, get into that later. Um, kind of the ideals of the once saved, always saved thing. And that's, you know, like I said, that's going to take a whole other podcast that, you know, definitely need to dedicate a lot of time to that. Cause there's, there's a lot of verses that are very interesting when it comes to your salvation and your faith and what you should be doing and what you should not be doing. Okay, so we got complacency uh, as a danger with receiving, you know, a lukewarm message. And then, like I said, you're also going to be hearing these concepts that are trying to mesh um, the um, mesh, uh, mesh these worldly views with your scripture. And like I said earlier, it's not going to happen. So what's going to happen, you're going to get that watered down message and you're going to see definitely, and I've definitely seen this in the last two years where there's certain issues on, I'm not going to get too specific because I do not want to get banned from this um, podcast thing before I even get started because I haven't read every single thing of the agreements and terms. So I'm trying to be a little careful here. So a couple, um, you know, movements have been going on in the last two or three years, very uh, more hard than they have than they have other years, are growing more rap rapidly. What I, I would say, where um, we're changing what a man is and what a woman is spiritually, what a marriage is biblically, and a lot of these you'll hear a lot of messages from very well known preachers with very large congregations stating that the Bible goes mute on these, on these topics, which is a hundred percent false. The Bible is very clear as to what is acceptable and what is not acceptable and, you know, acceptable in the Christian lifestyle. 
but they're here stating, you know, that the Bible goes mute and, oh, I wish, you know, some, you'll hear them pouting. Oh my God, I wish there was, you know, more spiritual clarity. I wish God was more clear on what, you know, when it's like, you know, no, no, dude, like we, it's very clear in several books of the Bible, what a man is, what a woman is, what a marriage, what a marriage is, what is not a marriage, what is not acceptable, etc. So that is another thing that they're going to try to do in those lukewarmers. They're going to mesh, try to commingle, you know, script, you know, these, these new movements, this new, you know, trend, they're trying to be so politically correct. They don't want to offend anyone, anyone. And at the same time, they're watering down the scripture. Okay. And the last thing I do want to, um, and then the last thing here, a danger we have listed would be that the message seriously does not prepare their congregation, their followers, um, for any trials and tribulations because they don't speak about them. They speak that everything's going to be fine. You know, Christians shouldn't go through any trials. And if they are, they're, you know, they don't have enough faith or they're sinning too much, you know, whatnot. When, you know, the Bible strictly doesn't, does not say that, you know, the Bible, the Bible talks about, you know, trials and tribulations throughout your life. They never state that it's easy. They never state that it's a very broad pathway and, and, and it's exactly the opposite. It's a very narrow gate that you enter through, you know, through eternity. But they're not preparing them. You know, they're making everything, like I said, happy-go-lucky, kind of this whole free free bird type of hippie, hippie form of Christianity. When they're not getting into, you know, the like the meat of bone, the meat and the bones of a lot of the scriptures. So if you're listening to this message and you go through a storm in your life, you go through a trial, you'll see a lot of people, and I've seen it and heard it a lot, where they get mad at God because they weren't prepared. You know, these words that they've been listening to, and, and I'll make a side note on that. You know, your pastor is not supposed to be responsibility uh, responsible for your whole walk with God. He's supposed to pre present you with the word, and you have to do a lot on your own. You have to read the Bible, know what's, you know, what's in there, um, so that, you know, just in case you do hear a watered-down message, you're going to know that, you know, okay, there's something wrong with that. But the same time they do have a responsibility of telling you the truth so if you have these messages and their congregation or you know certain members go through a storm maybe financial hardships maybe death in their family death of a friend um, depression or whatnot there you're going to see a lot of christians you know that where they they fall out of they fall out of their faith because they're upset with God because they were not prepared for this and they thought that everything was was going to be fine. And like I said, these dangers, um, and that's that's a dangerous area to be um, to be operating as a Christian because if you are hearing the two word, you are getting a good message from your church um, and your pastor. At the same time, you know you're building your uh, relationship with God by reading the Bible. And by praying and by fasting, you're going to know when something bad happens. Yes, it's going to hurt. I'm not saying at no, at no point you're going to be completely numb to feeling pain. You're going to hurt, but you're going to know how to weather that storm. Your faith's going to remain in Jesus. You're not going to try to be blaming him for anything because he's already told you what's going to happen. You know, and that, you know, that pathway to eternal life is going to be broad. I'm sorry, it's going to be narrow and not broad. So 
there we go. I broke, I broke some of it down. Like I said, I'm, you know, still going to keep touching on it. Uh, but that's basically the meat of the bones of defining, you know, what, um, what lukewarm is according to the Bible. So we're going to go over what we went with. Um, I'm sorry, what we went over. Um, and I was talking about, you know, being kingdom minded. And in there, um, we referenced, <clears throat> excuse me, Romans uh, 12 two. Then we talked about, you know, uh, practicing, uh, make sure you're practicing your biblical teachings. Uh, like, uh, for instance, uh, reading your Bible, prayer, fasting, uh, discipleship, uh, ministering to others, tithing, uh, etc. for your own personal growth. And the uh, scripture you referenced was Hebrews 5.12 by the Apostle Paul. And then um, the next uh, topic we covered was believing in Jesus um, I said Luke, a lukewarm concept was where people believe in Jesus but not being sold on his teachings. And that was where we referenced uh, Matthew 6, 24, where, you know, you're trying to do this um, battle uh, where you're trying to fit in with the world and fit in with, um, you know, with, with your faith and it's not going to work. You have to be sold on. Jesus is your savior and his word is truth. God is true. Okay, and then the last last thing we um, we discussed was was the dangers of, you know, exposing yourself to a lukewarm message, where it promotes complacency, attempting to you know I said co-mesh these the worldly views with uh, scripture doesn't work, and then having that and uh, being able to prepare yourself for, you know, for storms and trials that are going to come in through your life uh, come into your life, you know, as you know the Bible like the way the Bible tells you they are. So with that, um, I'm going to kind of, uh, I'm going to end this, end this podcast and try to get, um, another one out. Maybe, maybe next week, I try to at least put one, uh, one out per week, uh, along with a, um, a motivational message. Um, so with that, um, <clears throat> I'll see you on about a week. Um, I hope you all have a, a great day and I'm praying for y'all, even though I don't know who's listening or who's not listening. I pray for your families uh, pray for your faith, uh, pray for your, you know, your, like your kids, your work, your finances, everything. Hope you all be blessed. Hope you all stay encouraged. Uh, be bold and have a great week. Bye-bye.